0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Coming up, yeah man, no man's on the way. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're getting ready for the AFC-NFC Championship Games. And nobody better to talk to than Tyler Sullivan. Love his work, CBS Sports. And, Tyler, as uh, we're sitting here, I know you're probably taking in maybe these pressers as well. Brock Purdy speaking to the media today. I already saw Jared Goff talking uh, about, you know, going back out to California. I want to start with this game because the pressure is on the 49ers. And after they played so poorly, specifically Brock Purdy, do you expect him to bounce back?
2: Well, if you check the weather forecast, it doesn't look like it's going to be rainy in <laughs> San on Sunday. So he might be able to get his hands around the ball. So hopefully, for his sake, that The forecast remains to be clear. I think this could going to be a great game. You know, a, a lot of attention is being paid, obviously, to the quarterback matchup in the AFC. But I think this one is so fascinating because, like you were saying, all the pressure is on San Francisco here. And if all of a sudden they slip a little bit and Detroit is able to get the better of them and advance the Super Bowl, well, all this Cinderella story about Brock Purdy is now going to start crashing down. And we're going to have to start having some real questions about him going forward. Obviously, last year had the injury, but this year now, back-to-back bad performances. If we see some turnovers, that off-season narrative is going to get going.
3: Right on. And uh, it doesn't get any easier if Debo Samuel's not out there, who really does seem to be the guy that everything kind of flows through.
2: Yeah, totally true. And he's not practicing today, at least that's what Kyle Shanahan said. He did also note that he feels better, so I guess we'll see how that goes throughout the week. But they're an entirely different offense. When they have all of their guys going, obviously. You know, you have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty good and mm. second to none in the NFL. So you, you take a piece like him out, obviously, what Debo's able to do out of the backfield and the slot as a traditional receiver on the outside, it just completely changes how you move offensively especially when you're going up against the team in the detroit lions who have been much better this year on against the run so if all of a sudden you know christian mccaffrey kind of a game breaker no matter what matchup proof but if things are starting to really hurt themselves in the running game and you have to force brock purdy to pass having debo Samuel out there is massive
1: we're talking with our guy tyler sullivan cbs sports covers the nfl um as far as kyle shanahan He's been so close. Like, how does he exercise, as Mike likes to say, those demons if, uh, you know, he's not able to get over this hump? Because now what are we talking about, Tyler? Three of the last four years they've been in this
2: game. Yeah, it just seems like they can't get over the hump. And and you know what it is, too? A lot of it, the injury bug, it keeps biting them. I mean, we're just talking about Debo Samuel now. It feels like Kyle Shanahan can't get a healthy roster in an NFC championship game. You know, and again, there's, there's other pieces to that puzzle as well. But obviously you get so close last year, you feel like you're, you're ready to roll. And all of a sudden Brock Purdy blows out his, whatever it was his UCL is mm-hmm. elbow. And now this one, you have your top wide receiver and Debo Samuel is questionable for this game. It feels like, but to me, I don't believe that it's anything Kyle Shanahan necessarily doing. I, I think that he is this, one of these top head coaches in the NFL. And I think this is going to be a great matchup in terms of offense versus offense. And, this matchup that the 49ers have, I know I just mentioned that the, the Detroit Lions have been great against the run. They're not good against the pass. So you know, as much as we're talking about the questions about Brock Purdy, I actually think he's going to have smooth sledding in this game when he's dropping back to throw the football. I think that George Kittle in particular is going to have a big game. The the Lions haven't been great against tight ends this year. I think Kittle has a big game. I think he could be an X factor.
3: Yeah, we're we're used to Shanahan, guys, as we're talking with Tyler Sullivan from CBS Sports, covers the NFL. You know, he, he just seems like a master, you know, chess You know, chess master. And all the pieces on the board, he's going to find a way. If they don't win, it's going to be party, just like they didn't win the Super Bowl because Garoppolo couldn't deliver the ball mm-hmm. when he needed yep. to. So moving yeah, on, yeah, I
2: think that's, that's that's totally true.
3: Moving on to the AFC, I mean, we love Lamar. We've always been on Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, side, and I just want to see this guy get to the next level. We love Todd Munkin. Is this the year they finally break through and this guy gets to the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I think it is, and you know, and I say that cautiously because it's tough to really just definitively count out Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, because they are he is the great racer. They can have. A, wide receivers dropping the football all over the field and somehow you look up and they're in it in the afc championship game so it's just it doesn't matter it almost feels like it's very similar you go back to the brady belichick days you, they think that you know that team doesn't have it and they're in the afc championship so you know every year this guy's a starter he's in the afc championship but i do believe this is the year for baltimore i have them winning this game and it's because as much as we want to talk about lamar jackson i love the dude i mean you know geez, 100 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns last week, just an absolutely stellar performance. I think the X factor in this game is going to be that defense that's been so good for Baltimore all year long. I think Roquan Smith is going to be a big factor in this game, stopping Isaiah Pacheco in the ground. And if you can stop the ground game, that rough and tough game, ground game that the Kansas City Chiefs have, and you force Patrick Mahomes to try to get it to Travis Kelsey, who's going to be covered by Kyle Hamilton, the Ravens star safety, and then you're leaning on uh, Rasheed Rice and Nicole Hardman. We <laughs> saw what that happened last Whoops. week where you're fumbling out of the end zone. I think that they could have some trouble there.
1: Yeah, and you know what else, Tyler? I think the Ravens linebackers, listen, I know the 49ers may have the best linebacking core in the NFL, but they can run. And I don't think all that scrambling we've seen Patrick Mahomes get away with They can limit that. That's the other thing that I think going into this game. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think that's... Call from mom.
1: Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: That's a great point. And, you know, I was doing some research for this game, specifically talking about, Roquan Smith in the level of his impact in this game and what he has been able to do particularly well. And I was looking at this specifically for the running game, but I think this applies as well in terms of scrambling quarterbacks. Like Mahomes tends to do. Obviously, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he can rip off that 25-yard scramble, keep plays alive. What Roquan Smith has been able to do is really limit plays on the outside. These running backs have not been able to get the edge and really turn up field on either side this season. That's what Isaiah Pacheco does particularly well, and I think that's going to be a a key mismatch here where Roquan Smith can come in side to side and really limit the outside run game, but also limit those extending plays from Mahomes, him moving on the outside, kind of turn it up field, keeping those plays alive with his legs. I think Roquan Smith could actually be a key factor in stopping that as well as the run.
3: Pacheco, by the way, we mentioned earlier, not practicing today with Kansas City. And, you know, Edwards-Alaire, just not the same kind of you know, guy out there. It's uh, Tyler Sullivan from CBS Sports. Uh, by the way, a lot of points in both games. Uh, we like to gamble on these. Uh, a lot of points in both. Hit the over. Yeah, I, I think so. I think more in the
2: Detroit and San Francisco game, I don't know so much in that game with the, with the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs. I actually think that you might be able to keep the Chiefs around 20 And I think that could do it. I mean, you just look at what this Ravens team has been able to do defensively at home this season. They've they've been dynamite. And if I, like I'm saying, if Kyle Hamilton shuts down Travis Kelsey, I don't know which way they go with Patrick Mahomes. I thought Rasheed Rice was a little hobbled in that game last week. He didn't look 100%. So if all of a sudden you have the top wide receiver not 100%, Travis Kelsey blanketed by Kyle Hamilton, you can't run the football because you have Roquan Smith in the middle of that defense, they might have some problems scoring.
3: Right. Unless, uh, you know, Van De- Valdez Scanley starts pulling stuff out of his us like he did last week. Yeah. By the way, Ravens <laughs> Chiefs, it's 44.5, so 24 21 would put you over, and it's 50.5 for 49 ers Lions.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you go over there with the Lions.
3: Well, Tyler, I want to ask
1: you this because this is down the road for us. So obviously, we're in Atlanta and, you know, we're searching for a new head coach, but I know you're all over the league and, and watching this. Do you think executives around the league view Justin Fields as a franchise caliber quarterback? Because a lot of people here believe that whoever gets this job, that might be in the offering. And the Bears, if they decide to move on from him, they're not getting a first-round pick in return, right? That's a second or third. But what's the view there? What do you hear about Justin?
2: Yeah, I think that he can be a quarterback that you win with. I don't know if you want to talk, you know, when we talk about franchise quarterback. It's kind of a, a a wide array of what that could mean. Does that mean he is Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? I don't know if he's in that, you know, that has the ceiling to get there, but I think he's certainly in that echelon, in that category of you could easily get to an NFC title game with him. I think that if you build a roster like what we're seeing in Detroit and in San Francisco, if you build rosters around these quarterbacks that may not be those elite elite guys you can still make it very deep into the playoffs and i think that justin fields has that talent that you could build a team around him that caters to his strengths and gets to a point where you are seriously deep in a playoff run so i do believe that that's possible for a guy like him and and as you're you're pointing out there i think that atlanta's a great spot for him obviously they're looking for a quarterback and the chicago yeah you would in all other situations you probably would keep that guy around it's kind of a rare instance where you have this top number one overall pick, and where you're picking, there's a generational quarterback prospect in there. You probably lean that way, especially if you're going to re, you know, redo the whole offense with a new offensive coordinator in Chicago. Obviously, Matt Eberflus is staying. So they're kind of in a weird spot. And a guy like Justin Fields typically would stay with an organization like that, but if he shakes loose, yeah, that's a team. Atlanta, I feel like you could bring in for less than a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and there is an upside there where – you could certainly have that quarterback for the next four, five, six, seven years.
3: One last thing, uh, Tyler, we're with you now. That would all dependent on getting the right coach too. Have you got a guy like Harbaugh in here, which maybe seems like a pipe dream? Man, that would be something. What is Kirk Cousins going to command in free agency if he does test? Because I know guys are making forty five, fifty mil. What's he going to? It's the last time for him to cash in. What's it going to cost?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be around that, north of forty per season. I don't think it's going to be a long contract, obviously, because where he is in his career and his age and all of that. But I still think you're looking, I mean, listen, Daniel Jones is getting $40 million annually. I think everybody would rather Kirk Cousins at this point than Daniel Jones. So you're going north of 40. You're looking at 45. And I don't know if you're knocking on the door of 50, but you're talking about a guy And Kirk Cousins has been very savvy with his contracts throughout his career. And so you're going to be looking at guaranteed money, and it's not going to be one of these contracts where, oh, yeah, you're going to find, oh, it's $50 million annually. But really, if you look past that, you trim the the salary caps, this, that, and the other, it's really not that bad. It's going to be a significant financial investment for whatever team takes him on, whether it's Atlanta or you go down the list of these quarterback-needy teams. You're going to have to fork over some money for Kirk Cousins for sure.
1: Tyler, this just in, the Dolphins and Vic Fangio have mutually agreed to part ways. He was the D.C. for one season, the whole notion was you were going to pair a veteran guy okay with a first-time head coach in Mike McDaniel do you know what happened there what's going on anything
2: yeah you know it's just coming down now just trying to process it in real time interesting because it's one of those things you say okay you know all right you thought that he was going to come in and kind of fix this this defense and one of the reasons why I like them to possibly win the division this year and obviously Came, came ridiculously close, came to last week. I, I do find it to be just, again, instant kind of gut check. Wow, kind of a missed opportunity because you had all the pieces in place. You Jalen Ramsey, you acquire in the offseason, all of a sudden he gets hurt, misses the first chunk of the year. Down the stretch, you lose guys like Bradley Chubb and go down the list. and It felt like the pieces were there, but they never really came to fully see the puzzle. And so we'll see what happens, obviously, see what, you know, maybe it's a a situation where another opportunity is coming about. Maybe that's what he's probably looking at. It remains to be seen. But ultimately, just from the big picture Miami tenure for Vic Fangio, kind of a missed opportunity because all of those injuries.
3: Yeah, they averaged out just about 12 points a game their last three games, including the playoffs. That offense sputtered. I know everybody wants to get on Fangio, but you're right. Hey, we got 20 seconds. Is it Belichick? Is it Harbaugh or none of the above for Atlanta?
2: I would say none of the above. I don't necessarily think it's Bill Belichick, because if you're the Atlanta Falcons, I almost look at it from a Bobby Slowick standpoint. If you're going to bring in a young quarterback like Justin Fields or draft somebody at number eight if they fall to you, I'd much rather have the young, offensive-minded guy than a dude like Harbaugh or mm-hmm. Belichick who kind of wants to blow it up and do it his own way.
1: Cool. Great stuff, Tyler. Appreciate you as always, man. Uh, and read your stuff, guys. CBS Sports. Take care, Tyler. Enjoy the games.
2: Thank you.